into the contest. It's Monday, November 15. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. It's an exciting day, Shane Lee. A very exciting day because Australia has won its first ever T20 World Cup and you set your alarm for 12.30. I did, mate. We are World Cup <laughs> champions. And, um, yeah, I did tell you I got up to watch it and, and thank goodness I did because uh, I was umming and before uh, before I went to bed early last night. But uh, very pleased that I got up to see Australia have a fantastic win over New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely superb. We'll talk more about it. Mitchell Marsh, a cracking innings. David Warner, player of the series. Liz Ellis, former Australian netball captain, has slammed those criticising the new pay rise for State of Origin stars in the women's game. We'll talk all about that. And Dylan Alcott, could he go into politics? Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, Main Hair Care. Shane, no one gave them a hope at the start of this T20 World Cup, the Australian team, and uh, they've just got better and better. It was a line in the sand. They got thrashed against England, and they've come back, and look what they've done. They have done it. And done it very well, Timmy. Um, yeah, we didn't give him much hope at the start. There was a lot of issues within the team, issues with the coach, Justin Langer, um, issues in form at the top of the order. That's all been rectified. Um, New Zealand batted first, and it was a big toss to win. They said if you bat first over in Dubai, um, you've a good chance to win. New Zealand scored uh, 172 for four wickets. But Australia got it two down. Um, Kane Williamson did the best for the New Zealanders. He scored 85 or 48, although he was dropped by Hazelwood in his 20s which could have been costly, um, but it was Hazelwood with the ball um, and he did a, had a fantastic IPL series. Hazelwood took three for 16 off his four. Zampa, once again, was brilliant, one for 26. But the batsman stood up. Um, Warner again, 53 off only 38 balls. And Mitch Marsh was 77 not out at the end with Maxwell, 28 not out. Bolt the best of New Zealand bowlers, but Australia now for the first time a T20 World Cup champions. You beauty. Yeah, Mitchell Marsh, well done to him. It was almost like... Um the arrival of Mitch Marsh, wasn't it? Because he's shown those moments where he can be amazing, but in this big match where he needed to stand up. He did, mate, and he just absolutely bludgeons the ball. He he hits the ball so hard off both the front and the back foot. Um, he was left out for, for a match there, and they and Warner, I think Warney got up and had a go and said he should be batting number three, and Warney was right. Um, yeah, 77 not out in a final of a World Cup uh, is a big, big effort for, for Mitchell Marsh, and I think we'll see a lot. More of him now in the green and gold. Finding it hard to be critical of David Warner because when he did start getting runs, he just continued. It was that 89 against the West Indies. Then he just continued to get runs. But, mm. boy, Adam Zampa must have been hard done by not to get player of the series. He performed in every game. He was on that hat-trick, remember, that Matthew Wade dropped. Yeah, mate, he's he's bowled brilliantly well the whole tournament, every match, as, as you said, Timmy. Um, I don't think he went for more than 32 um, in the whole um, series. I might be wrong there, but uh, he's always sort of two two for 26, two for 28 off his four. 
Um, and once again, in the final, one for 26 or four, which is really, really good for a, for a leg spin bowler. That's bowling in key moments in a match. Now, last week, there was a, a big story that the Queensland State of Origin or Queensland Rugby League decided to raise the women's pay, their State of Origin players for the playing the women's game, up to the same level that the men got, 15000 bucks a game. And look, that to me makes complete sense. If anyone watched the game, and it was an amazing spectacle. It was just sensational rugby league. And of course, Queensland got home at the death. But there's been some... Critics and look, it hasn't made a lot of sense to me any of the criticism. And Liz Ellis, well, the former netball captain for Australia, has just come off the top rung and said they're Neanderthals and just smashed them. Yeah, good on Liz Ellis. She's uh, she doesn't mix her words, does she? She was a great sportswoman and um, she's a smart girl as well. But uh, yeah, absolutely sledging the Neanderthals. I think the point people are, uh, are missing here is that. Uh, yes, the women are getting paid the same amount for the guys um, in the state of origin, which is fifteen thousand four um, for a match. But the girls only play one match. Um, but that's the point. Um, I think that uh, it's an investment in the future of the game, um, in the women's game. It's the fastest growing part of the NRL, uh, and it's a really big move. And I hope New South Wales does the same. Yeah, look, look, and I won't mention people that criticise because it's not my place to do it. But uh, some of the arguments, uh, and there wasn't many, um, were saying, "Oh, they don't get the same revenue." But it's it's such a, a really it's off the mark. It's um, off the mark in both. It's observation of where the women's game is at and what, you know, you should be thinking about in 2021. And uh, I agree with Liz Ellis. It's just basically a, a step in the right direction. Lots of them hold down jobs. We've, we interviewed them on this show. So we wish them all the very best going forward. Now, the Rabbitohs are not happy because um, they're playing the Roosters in round three. And that is the game that Latrell Mitchell's coming back in. So Blake Soley and others in and around the South Sydney club are being critical of the NRL saying, oh, you're, you know, you're not protecting our superstar. Well, he's just lucky he's not coming back around 10, <laughs> I think. Um, the NRL, it's a business um, and it's brilliant from them. Uh, if we remember, as you said, Latrell comes back round three. Yes, it is versus the Roosters. Um, that's the game they're putting on TV and it's because he smashed um, his old teammate Manu in the face and broke his, broke his cheek jaw. Um, break his cheek, I should say. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think it's great marketing from the NRL. They're, they're going to want to see these two match up again. As we know, Manu signed um, for the Roosters again. So there's no love lost. It's going to be great viewing on TV. Brilliant work from the NRL. Yeah, yeah, that was a story that came out last week. Joey Manu, we knew he was never going to leave the Roosters, didn't we? Uh, AFL legend Eddie Betts, um, when you got it, you got it. Uh, playing up in the Northern Territory, of course, just recently retired in the AFL. Kicked a remarkable goal. He did, mate. And, um, yeah, Playing for Palmerston uh, Magpies in, in the Northern Territory, what a lot of people wouldn't realise is that the Northern Territory provide and produce a lot of Indigenous AFL footballers. There's so many from up there, and and Eddie's doing a brilliant bit of work here, going back. He's only 34, but retired from the AFL. He's had one of the great careers, and playing a match, and yeah, he picks the ball up, takes a, takes a mark, plays on, and kicks at the most narrow narrow angle, and just slots it through, and the crowd up there in Northern Territory go off. It was it was really good to watch. And this Carlton player, um, look, they didn't announce him for quite some time, but they have now, and uh, he's gone into early retirement. He has. Uh, Liam Jones has decided um, after 12 years, um, he doesn't want to get vaccinated, so he's decided to hang the boots up. I suppose that's his decision. Um, it's a big one, but we're going to see a lot of this moving forward. 
Um, as COVID divides <laughs> divides the world in two, as it's doing right now, who's vaccinated and who's not. But um, yeah, um, hopefully he won't regret that decision in the future. Did you see this boxing bout? Yeah. What did you make of it? Oh, mate, I, I per- I've got two daughters and I, I know it's equal rights and that sort of stuff, but I, I find it really hard seeing even women hit women. I just, I just find it really, really, really tough seeing women get hit. And she's punched in the jaw and knocked out on the feet, Tim. Yeah, this is Terry Harper, loses a world title after a terrifying KO. It was the ref that actually stepped in and, and stopped it because that last punch would have would have absolutely flattened her. She was wobbling like a 10-pin, a wasn't she, on that last sort of hit by the ball. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to watch. I don't know. Um, those combat sports are very difficult to watch. Some people absolutely love them. I don't know where I sit sometimes, with um, particularly when you see someone – um, in that much trouble. Um, okay, let's change it to a sport where it's a lot more genteel, tennis, the game of tennis. <laughs> and um, Dylan Alcott, uh, of course, 16-time Grand Slam winner, is considering a, an interesting move. Um, politics for Dylan, maybe. Mate, what are you doing? Mate, as I've mentioned on this show before, I think he's one of our greatest sports persons of all time. Um He's dealt with uh, being at the top of his game for, for many years. He's dealt with being in a wheelchair, and he's come through that as, as an absolute legend. How he's going to deal with being a politician, I do not know. That is one of the hardest and most uh, crucifying uh, careers you can go into. But if anyone has got the makeup and the, I suppose the ability to do it, it's probably Dylan. But, um, yeah, good luck with that one, buddy. I wish you all the best. <laughs> Could they pay you enough? Could they honestly pay you enough? The member for Collaroy or Clontarf, <laughs> no, Shane Lee. Absolutely not, no. And uh, even if you do something good, people will always abuse you. But, um, yeah, it'd be a tough job. But he's obviously a very, very tough boy. So um, I'm sure he's probably got the makeup to do it. So I certainly haven't. Oh, yeah, me either. A very positive move for, for women's tennis, the Australian Open. They are going to play the semifinals in prime time. It's been a point of criticism over the past few years. And with Ash Barty, every chance of being in those semis, it means that, you know, everyone has the opportunity to watch it. It means it'll be played at night time. Uh, I think they'll both be played on the Thursday night. So, yeah, move in the right direction. Yeah, it definitely is, Timmy. And uh, as you mentioned, we've got Ash Barty. Um, they first put prime time, the women's final, on only in 2009, not that long ago. But it's been up 100 years since women have come into the Australian Open. Um, and they're celebrating that this year um, by putting the semifinals on as well. So, Hopefully, fingers crossed, Ash Barty will be there for both of them, mate. She's a superstar. The Wallabies, apart from New Zealand, they had a pretty good winter here. They they beat the French, they beat the South Africans, and they, they look like they're on the crest of a wave. They went across to Japan, now they're in the UK. And look, they've been beaten, and it's look, it's no disgrace to be beaten by England, but the manner in which we were beaten, like you look at it, and the mistakes they made, um, the penalties they gave away – they should have won it. Yeah, they were, they were really sloppy, weren't they? They lost 32-15 to 15 versus England. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Hooper's injured as well. So Dave Rennie will go into the last match over there uh, for the first time, the coach, without Hooper and his team. He's now been at the helm for 19 games. Um, the, the interesting fact is that Eddie Jones, uh, who was the coach of England and former Wallabies coach, that's the eighth time he's... Um, He's directed a victory over the Wallabies, Eddie Jones. So um, 
he knows how to beat us, and I'm, I'm sure he's still holding some sour grapes there, that's for sure. Oh, they should strip him of his citizenship, I reckon. Um, <laughs> what, about, what about Ireland? Irish eyes are smiling, beating New Zealand for a third time in five years. They got them here. Yeah, they do. 29 to 20, they won over the All Blacks. Um, I watched a little bit of this game. How, the Irish moved the ball so fast. Um, and look, they're, they're strong up the centre of the ground, but they are quick and they move the ball quickly. And I think um, all the teams around the world should be watching how Ireland play the uh, All Blacks because they've actually worked out a bit of a formula how to beat them. And um, as you said, Timmy, three times in the last five matches, the little, little, <laughs> little country of Ireland has beaten the All Blacks. So, um, yeah, big, big victory for them. Yeah, I reckon Dave Rennie should pop over to uh, Lansdowne Road and have a mm. have a chat with them to see what the latest is. What the, what is yes. what is the formula for victory? Uh, what about Josh Giddy? Isn't he um, um, raising eyebrows in the best possible way in the NBA? Just continues to to star. Yeah, it's it's really funny when you see Australians go over. He's only nineteen. He's only nineteen, but when you see Australians go over and play these big US sports, and um, the Aussies are all, all really well rounded. And I think as kids here, we. We play a lot of different sports, um, so we have a lot of different skills. And you're seeing Giddy doing his rebounds, and he's getting a lot of praise now for his passing and his vision. And I think that comes from our real sort of diverse um, upbringing and playing across many sports. And in the US, they're very strict. that They find a kid early, and they just choose him to do one job and one job within that sport. And and when, when a player can do dive, uh, a number of things, um, yeah, the Americans get very, very excited. But, yeah, Josh Giddy, he is doing himself – uh, plenty of favours because uh, next year I think he's going to be on a huge contract. Yeah, amazing news. He's just getting better and better. All right, finally, Australia, as we've, uh, if you're listening to the start of the podcast, T20 World Cup champions, and you won a couple of World Cups yourself, and uh, that's where our story goes today, Shane. Well, I thought I'd just I'd mention a story because I can imagine what the change room would have been like um, post the World, World Cup win over there in Dubai. Um, it's it's always mm. packed because <laughs> people want to get in. They want to be part of the celebration. But I remember when we beat uh, Pakistan at Lords, and the first thing that we saw was a very very drunk Bob Hawke in the long room saying, <laughs> saying ah. <laughs> with a, with a beer in each hand, saying, "We got these Pakistanis, you beauty." And um, so he came in. He was having a beer with us. Um, I think I mentioned before on the podcast, and the Rolling Stones came in the change room, and all the wives and girlfriends came in. Um, but the best thing is, was that we went out onto Lords to do the team song. Um, it's always up to the person within that team who calls when and where the team song will be sung. And we did it um, at about midnight uh, out on the pitch at Lords, at the home of cricket. And um, the team song goes, you know, underneath the Southern Cross I stand, a sprout of wattle in my hand, a native of a native land, Australia, you bloody beauty. Second verse, same as the first. And it goes on for hours. So I'm sure the Aussie boys will be singing that somewhere right now, I reckon. Um, whether it's out in the middle of the pitch, probably not, because it's probably too hot over there. But they'll be celebrating long into the hours of the morning, that's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting that there's lots of people in the dressing room when you win. What do they say? Success has many fathers and failure is an orphan. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And on the subject of wonderful, our great producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.